Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome into the Gators Online Show with Zach Albaverde and Nick Del Torre. And we are back with a new episode and a lot to discuss after a another heavy news week in Gator Nation and throughout uh, throughout the college football world as uh, some breaking news happened on Wednesday. But uh, we'll get into all of that. We'll get into the latest with Florida football as uh, phase one, the foundation has uh, officially started for the offseason. Uh, the transfer portal is closed. Uh, the roster is set, we think, uh, for now. Uh, and we got a uh, we got a lot to discuss on today's show. And we will also have a guest that I think all of you will want to hear from, and that's Florida quarterback commit DJ Lagway. So looking forward to uh, bringing you all of that uh, on on this week's show. Nick, how's your week been, my friend? Uh, it, it's been it's been a very busy week. Um, <laughs> so uh, glad to get some time here uh tonight just to sit down and, and talk about it but uh a lot of hours not minutes a lot of hours spent on the phone uh these last two weeks and uh a lot of story to tell and uh hoping to be able to tell it soon but uh florida gators making uh national news <laughs> when when yeah. fox news business fox business news is writing about you outside um, the lines Outside the lines, you're on ESPN, uh, you know, it's and not for uh, super positive news. So it's it's been uh, it's been quite a week. Yeah, Two absolutely. Weeks. Obviously, uh, a lot of focus on uh, Jaden Rashada. The, the Gators did get another addition uh, in the transfer portal before it closed uh, that we will discuss. Uh, the Gators got some great news from Ricky Pearsall, who's decided to return for 2023 <laughs> Uh, whoever the starting quarterback is going to be, they're going to get uh, the Gators' best weapon back. So that's huge for Florida. But but obviously, Nick, as as you alluded to, the focus has been on Jaden Rashada. Last week, uh, we were approaching the drop ad deadline. Things didn't look uh, great heading into the end of the week. And uh, as we went through the weekend, we knew officially that that deadline was missed. And now uh, a a request for that uh, release from his letter of intent has been filed. So at this point, the, the Rashada Florida relationship is fractured and I think beyond repair. And I think this coaching staff, I think this fan base and certainly Rashad and his family, uh, everybody moves on. And um, that doesn't mean the conversation is going to stop and the story is not going to, uh, you know, uh, finish getting covered. Cause I think there's more layers to continue to peel back. But in, in terms of, whether or not Rashad is going to make it to Gainesville and he's going to be available for the Gators in their quarterback room, um, that is no longer uh, part of the cards. Yeah, and, um, you know, throughout the last two weeks, you know, I, I first noticed, um, kind of knew what was going on behind the scenes with uh, the NIL, stuff like that. Um, 
but uh, first noticed, hey, yeah, he wasn't there Sunday as as the Florida you know players, mid year enrollees uh, started to trickle in and and uh, were shown on social media, um, and then followed up on Monday and then Tuesday, and okay, well, this is this is getting this is getting strange, and um, I think you hit the nail on the head. We're they're just at a point now where um, it's gone on to this extent. So many things have happened behind the scenes. Um, that I think at this point it's best for both Jaden, um, his family and Florida to, to cut ties. Um, Florida has 30 days to respond to that, you know, uh, waiver to get out of, their, uh, out of his NLI. Um, I don't think that Florida will um, try to hold Jaden Rashada hostage. And, and I think, you know, right now uh, you're going to head into the season with the law firm of Mertz and Miller. Uh, <laughs> the starting competing for the starting job this spring, and and we'll see. Uh, may the best man win there. Now again, um, the transfer portal is closed to enter your name, uh, but the players that remain in it, more than eight hundred players remain in the transfer portal right now. Um, those guys can still commit and and go to schools. Um, it would be tricky to get a guy in much later than you know within the next couple of days. Um maybe up to like the 23rd um, might be tricky to get guys in uh, for the spring semester. Uh, but then again, the first two weeks of March, March 1st, March 15th, uh, there is another transfer portal window. And, and someone you just mentioned, Ricky Pearsall was a late, uh, a, a yeah. late portal addition last year. And you saw the impact that he was able to make uh, for the Florida Gators. So right now without Jaden Rashada, Florida has three scholarship quarterbacks and one of them will be, hitting the field with the baseball team into uh, <laughs> next week uh, in Max Brown, who who uh, will be picking up, I think what is his first love and trying to get some at bats for the Gators uh, on the diamond. So you look at what Billy Napier said when I asked him on signing day, what, what numbers do you want? He says, you want four on scholarship. Florida does not have four. So uh, without Jaden Rashada, are you in the market for another quarterback right now? Uh, I, I would tend to say yes. Yeah, and and obviously, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the market's closed. Uh, the, the transfer portal is not going to open again until May, and we'll kind of get into after our after our discussion with DJ. We'll kind of get into you know where Florida's roster is at in terms of who they've added and where this kind of team stands heading into the offseason program and and beginning this foundation phase. But um, to kind of put a bow on this segment and this whole Rashada drama, you know, I think for the coaching staff and, and, and people within the administration, but specifically the folks in the football building that have to go to work now and kind of turn the page and, and, and start this new chapter with 2023. Like um, this has obviously been something that's been hanging over their heads. It, it's, you know, it's something that they've had to deal with, but I, I don't think that this is anything that, uh, now that it's kind of over and, and, and we kind of know what the outcome is going to be, like uh, this coaching staff and this program, I think, is ready to move on. Like, I don't think that they're sitting around like kicking rocks and, and upset that this thing didn't work out. Um, obviously, they would have uh, preferred to not have all this go public and things work work out the way that they did. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, unfortunately, uh, these coaches have been around the game a long time. They've been through uh you know dramas and scandals and and stuff that kind of shakes up the program maybe not something that's been in the public eye this much but even at the university of florida 
I think fans can understand there's been so much stuff that's happened with this program and even at the quarterback position um, that, you you know, you, you go through it, you deal with the ebbs and flows, and then you kind of just keep moving on and keep grinding. And I think that that's what this team has to do. That's what this coaching staff has to do. They cannot dwell on this Rashada stuff, even though it might continue to be in the headlines. Um, they have their guys. Their quarterback room is pretty much set for the spring, and that's what they have to work with. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of uh, among Gator Nation, you know, well, what about this guy? What about that guy? And, and a lot of, uh, as I would say, you know, quoting the quoting the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's quarterback. And, and, <laughs> and I think right now, at least going into spring, um, you've got your quarterback room set. And, and it is what it is. You were supposed to have another one that, that has played out uh, poorly. Um, and, and now you won't. So, um I think you just need to let let the spring play out, see what Jack Miller looks like, see what Graham Mertz looks like. And and uh, I, I'm guessing Max Brown won't be playing much baseball once spring camp starts, that uh, <laughs> that his services will be needed uh, over at the football fields, more so than the baseball fields. Um, but you're, you're going to have uh, the way Billy Napier and his, and, and his staff runs runs practice. These guys throw a lot of balls. So, yeah. Um, there's gonna there's gonna be some ice on some shoulders, uh, you know, after practice in the spring. That's for sure. Well, like Max Brown, another guy that's gonna be uh, playing two sports at, at the University of Florida is going to be our next guest, uh, Florida quarterback commit DJ Lagway, who's also uh, got that love uh, for baseball that he shares with uh, with Nick. So um, we'll talk to him about that, obviously, which uh, certainly makes him an interesting player. But, uh, you know, what went into his decision to commit to the Gators, kind of where things stand with his recruitment and certainly uh, the effort that's he's, that he's been putting on the trail as he tries to reel in the number one class in, in the country uh, for 2024. So I've uh, been looking forward to uh, talking to DJ. So this will be our first conversation. We'll bring that to you guys right after this break here on the Gators Online Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into the Gators Online Show. We're now joined by our guest of the week, Florida quarterback commit, DJ Lagway. DJ, appreciate you joining us this week, man. How's it going? It's going good. Just blessed to be on the show. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you uh, taking the time out. Definitely uh, looking forward to uh, bringing this conversation to Florida fans. Uh, let them get to know a little bit more about you. You know, before we get into the football talk and Gator talk, um, Let's kind of get into your background a little bit, you know, where you were born and raised and kind of just your upbringing. Yes, sir. Well, I was raised in Willis, Texas, you know what I mean? Just always just been playing all the sports, just enjoying it. What was the uh, first sport that you played growing up? First sport, I think it was it was football. I think I started flag when I was three. Yes, yeah, sir. So I think football was my first sport. That's not, and obviously, you know, you know, growing up in uh, in a family that, you know, had a, a dad that played the game, 
you know, what was that like kind of having that as a, a sounding board, you know, as you were kind of growing up and, and having him as someone that, you know, could uh, give you some pointers? It's a huge blessing, you know what I mean? Just already having that that resource and guidance to help me through this, all this recruiting process stuff. And it's just been a blessing overall. Now, dad, that's a fullback, which means uh, that's that's not a lot of glory, but a lot of work put in and, and taking on some big hits. What made you uh, go the quarterback route instead of, you know, uh, being a leading blocker? You know, as a kid, like, I just always like being in control of the game, you know, just as, and literally, you know what I mean, not really throwing the ball, just being able to uh, just catch it and run it. But, like, as growing up, just starting to watch these different quarterbacks like Cam Newton and just, like, just – modeling my game after him at a, at a young age, you know what I mean? Just definitely grew my love as a quarterback. Now, now you mentioned Cam, but you're from Willis, Texas. Dad played for Baylor. Yeah. So I imagine there was some Baylor stuff as some Bears household. Um, but you mentioned yeah, Cam, who started his career at Florida. Did you have uh, maybe a team growing up or, or some guys, like obviously you mentioned Cam, that, that you know you looked at? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, most definitely. You know, just growing up watching RG3 as well, you know what I mean? So just always – it's always been a blessing, like, meeting him, you know what I mean? So it's just – I've just been blessed to meet a lot of great players, a lot of Baylor legacy players as well. That's awesome, man. Now, before we get into, you know, your recruitment, your decision to, to pick Florida, when did uh, recruiting even become a thing to you? Like, when did you know what an offer was? When did that like become a goal that that was something you started striving for? I'd say probably my eighth grade summer when I got my first baseball offer. That's when I, that was really my first overall offer. So that's like really what got me started. Like just knowing what the offer was and really just knowing like, like what the work putting in, you know what I mean? But my first football offer was uh, the summer of my ninth grade year. So, that was when I got my first football offer. And who was that from? It was from Baylor. I got my first offer from Baylor. Yes, sir. That's awesome. What was that moment like for you just uh, getting that and especially given the family ties? No, it was surreal. You know what I mean? It's always been a dream come true. Actually, I was talking to one of my teammates, actually, that just got his uh, first offer. His first two offers, actually, from Florida. Uh this week. So I was talking about him just, you know, remembering my first my moments of getting my first offer. So it's just, it's a, it was a surreal moment and something that I'll never forget. Is that an I made it moment or, and I think just, you know, watching you and your story a little bit from the outside, was that more of just like a, okay, they're noticing, but the work's still not done. Yes, sir. Most definitely just the, the continue of work, you know what I mean? Just knowing that I had way more work to put in, because I know I wasn't, I'm just, I was just blessed at that time. You know what I mean? I wasn't really mm -hmm. honestly just able to get, but honestly I worked hard and just made sure I can, I continue to develop. And that's a huge thing for me. Now, when yeah, did Florida, I watched, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. I watched um, a couple of the visits you took um, with, with the YouTube videos, um, your visits, stuff like that. I wanted to know a little bit about um, your guy, Joe Hamilton. The fellow Texan, he uh, it seemed like he picked you up when you were in Gainesville, and uh, just a little bit about everyone kind of talks about you know Billy Napier or uh, the coaches, but there's a lot of support staff that that are also part of the family um, at each school. So tell me a little bit about Joe uh, and that relationship. 
I have a great relationship with uh, Coach Hamilton. You know what I mean? We talk ball all the time, almost every day. You know what I mean? Just, just trying to figure out what we want to bring on the team with us, and just trying to overall help us, help me recruit, and just helping me get to know some of the recruits that they're looking. Me and Coach uh, Hamilton, we just get along so well. You know, I have a great relationship with him. You know what I mean? And it, it all goes back to just having those Texas ties. Awesome, man. Now, uh, obviously, uh, Joe, part of the Florida staff. When did the Gators kind of come on your radar? Um, you know, what was your initial impressions of the school? And uh, what was it like, like initially getting to know the staff and the coaches and them as an option? I've kind of uh, had a relationship with the st- with the staff, especially Coach Hamilton, uh, when they were at Louisiana, you know, I had a, I had a little relationship with them at the staff, and it definitely took off when they uh, when they went to Florida. So that's when I really started to build that relationship, with Coach Napier. You know what I mean? So it's just been a great experience just overlooking the relationship with those guys and just continue to, to grow forward with it. Is that kind of the reason why? I mean, there's many reasons to to pick a school between academics, relationships, uh, depth chart fit, you know, all, all kinds of things. What ultimately made you pull the trigger for Florida um, in December? Just really the, the coaching staff, you know what I mean? I have, like I said, have a great relationship with those guys and just Florida always being my dream school as a kid, you know what I mean? Just seeing that blue and orange always got me excited and, you know, just, and, a guy once told me if that's your dream school, why wait? You know what I mean? So I just I took the opportunity and I, I ran with it. Now, how long did you know that that, that Florida was your choice? Uh, I kind of – I knew about a couple months beforehand, you know what I mean? Just really – I wanted to take a couple more visits just to really make sure that was the place for me and just, just wanted to talk to God about it and just make sure that it was the place for me. So you wanted it, but you, you kind of put it in God's hands and you're like maybe maybe winking at the end of your prayer, being like, God, you know what I want, but <laughs> but le- le- maybe yes, lead sir. me there. <laughs> yes, sir. Most definitely. Now, when when you decided to to like go public with that decision, do you remember the moment that you told the coaching staff and, and what was their reaction? You know, they were super excited. You know what I mean? It was it was a it was it was pretty cool because it was like a it was kind of late that night. And I go I gave Coach Napier a call, you know what I mean. And just really just contemplating my parents that this is the decision we're gonna make, you know what I mean. So just really having it was like a late late night call. I gave him, he answered, and I, I just let him know. So it was pretty it was pretty surreal. Now, obviously, uh, you know, Coach, one of several people on the staff that you talked to during this process. What was it like getting to know Billy? Uh, not only as a head coach, but as a man and, and someone that you'll be working with directly since he coaches the quarterbacks. Yeah, so, you know, he's a real down-to-earth guy. You know what I mean? I feel like he's going to keep it straightforward with you. And I definitely just want to de- get developed by him, you know what I mean? So I've I've sat in the QB, QB rooms, just meetings, you know, just I just want to learn from him. I mean, he's a very intelligent football guy, you know, he knows his game. So I'm just excited to, when I get there, to learn. You're your own you're your own quarterback, but did did seeing Anthony Richardson last year with you know your running ability and, and your arm strength, did did seeing how they used him, could you maybe envision yourself like, hey, I think I can do this and these might be some of the play calls that they would have for me given given my skill set. Yes, sir, without a doubt. You know what I mean? It was a great indicator for this season just to watch AR operate in the system because definitely one of the, the most 
limit play styles in college football as compared to me in, in the backfield. That's awesome. And then, and then obviously, you know, uh, you, you look at Florida season, uh, you know, not, you know, the, the, the season that they wanted without a doubt. Um, but you know, they've got guys like you and certainly a bunch of players that they signed in the 2023 class that have bought into this program. You know, what do you feel like the future holds just with some of the guys that have signed and enrolled and then certainly some of the players like you that they have committed for the future? I'm really excited what the future holds. You know what I mean? That's what I've been saying. And all my past interviews, just like, I definitely just wanted to be a part of something where Coach Napier is going to build. You know what I mean? So I'm just excited to see where this program heads. And I'm just thankful and honored to be a part of it. And then and uh, you, you, you're, you're on record. You're on record saying you, you're coming for that number one class next year. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, sir. So Without that, a doubt. Yes, sir. So that means, you know, and, and I see, and I see you on social media. You're, you're, you're sending tweets. You're, you're talking to guys. I'm sure you're talking to guys. You know that you've had relationships with as well. Um, do you have a hit list? Who's, <laughs> who, who's on, who's on DJ Lagway's list of? Hey, you need to come join me because together this group that we can build can be something special. Really, right now I'm just overall looking at a overall perspective right now i'm trying to really get some alignment you know i mean got some key alignment recruits uh committing this month so just really trying to build that relationship with those guys you know because I mean? that's a huge thing for me just having those guys up there to block for me so i can do my thing and just overall help team to success so i feel like getting those the, all, the big guys up front is going to be a game changer so that's my biggest thing right now to focus on that's, and, that's smart that's smart they keep they keep your jersey clean make sure make sure you bring them with you <laughs> yeah. And yeah, DJ, sir. when you yeah. when you go about uh, trying to recruit some of your peers, like what's your approach? Uh, are you hounding guys a lot? Do you are you like subtle with it? Are you just sending them stats and facts? Uh, how do you come at them? Really, I'm really subtle about it. You know, what I mean, some guys it depends like on the type of relationship I have with that person or not. You know, what sure. I mean? so like some people like that to be on them about it, you know what I mean? But some people don't. So I just really just try to figure out the the, the person and the, the player, how they like to be communicated with, you know what I mean? Just really want to build a bond, like even if they didn't come to Florida, well, I wish they did, you know what I mean? But even if they did, just still have that relationship with them because you never know with this transfer portal stuff, they, they can might end up right back to square one and choose Florida. So, you know, you never know. So I just want to just build that relationship with those guys and be, get on a personal scale, personal relationship. So they could trust me and trust my word. And what were your uh, conversations like with AR during this process? And what kind of feedback did he give you about playing quarterback at at the University of Florida, but also playing for this new staff and kind of everything he got to see this past year? Basically, when I talked to him, he's just like, just really enjoy the process. You know what I mean? Just, Just try to get better each and every day and just, just make sure you keep that one goal in mind that, that you want to achieve. You took visits um, to USC, Clemson, A and M. What what did you really like about that Florida visit? You know, just the the family environment that the the whole staff brings. You know, what I mean, just the way the game the game atmospheres are just different from any of the all the games I've been to. So I was just excited to just to see the fan base. You know, just how much the fan base showed me love. You know, what I mean, that's that's <laughs> a huge shout out to them. You know what I mean? Because like. Like they showed me a tremendous amount of love, so that meant a lot to me as well. Did Did you see the lagway to the swamp outside the frat houses? <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir, I did. That was that was awesome. It was a true dream come true. <laughs> now, part of that, 
part of that trip, um, the Florida's got, you know, obviously the Jordan sponsorship. They got the, the shoes up on the wall. I see the logo um, on, on your sleeve right there, the three stripe <laughs> life. Now, what, what will that transition be like? It seems like you're a, you're an Adidas guy right now, but there's a, some Jordan stuff coming your way. It really don't matter to me, you know what I mean? I wear whatever brand, you know what I mean? So it's just, I'm just really excited to get down to Gainesville and just get to work, you know what I mean? Right away, come in, come trying to compete for the starting job and just try to be a day one leader and try to lead my teammates to success on and off the field. Now, you you, you mentioned comp and, uh, competition, DJ, and uh, we're wrapping up here with Florida's quarterback commit. Um, you know, you made your commitment to Florida um, after uh, Jaden Rashada committed to the Gators. And I think even when he made that decision, you openly cheered it on uh, on social media. That clearly didn't steer you away from the Gators. Um, wh- why is that? Why why was that something when he initially committed to that not, you know, uh, make you have has some hesitation? Uh, just because I have faith in myself, you know, my, my abilities and, Jaden's a great guy, and I feel like we, we would have fit perfectly in, in the QB room, just learning from each other and just helping each other get better, and that would have been a huge thing for me. For sure. And then what was your, you know, just reaction to all the stuff that's happened in the last couple of weeks and just kind of knowing that that situation has kind of resolved itself? You know, I just wish the best for Jaden and his family. You know what I mean? Jaden's really nice. Nice, nice dude. You know what I mean? I met him at the QB retreat. So I had a great time with him. So I just really just wish him and his family the best. And then you obviously, go ahead. I was going to say, while we're on this topic, Florida fans would be beat me over the head uh, <laughs> if I didn't ask you. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you've already gotten a bunch of uh, people uh, offering to take any online classes that they can <laughs> to get you to reclassify. Um, is that something that you've even considered? Is that in the cards at all? Or is that something you haven't even thought about yet? No, sir. That's nothing I've thought about. You know what I mean? I'm just really focused on my senior season with my high school guys. You know what I mean? It's going to be my last ride with those with those guys I've grown up since first grade. So I'm just excited to play that season with them. And then that's when the real work starts. No doubt. And and what does that – what does this senior season mean to you? I mean, last year you had to deal with – um, the ankle injury and, and, you know, you missed the last game. Zach and I were trying to come and see you for your last game, but uh, you know, there, there was some crazy rain that Friday and you weren't playing. Um, so we didn't get to see it, but what does this senior season mean, especially considering, you know, what you had to play through last year, just uh, with, with the ankle. Man, it means a lot. You know what I mean? I just want to leave off on a great note. You know what I mean? Just just give what uh, my, my town and my community so rightly deserves, you know what I mean? And that's winning. So I just want to be able to leave off on a great remark. Last one for me. Uh, I, listen, I got to get my baseball question in here, Zach. We got to talk. <laughs> we got to talk some baseball. Uh, first question is you, when you, when you came on your visit, you had the, the video or the video, the picture with the baseball bat and the shoulder pads. Do you know where that picture was first taken? Yes, sir. Bo Jackson. Yeah, okay. So. Okay. You know, your history, you know, your history. Um, what did it mean to you just to have on that visit to be able to, you know, get to see, uh, you know, baseball and, and maybe talk to coach, uh, coach Jerome and talk to coach Chuck. Um, and, and what does it mean to you just that Florida will tell you and, and means it, Hey, if you want to play both sports, that's tough. You got to juggle a lot of stuff, but that's an option here. 
you know, that's a, truly a blessing, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm just excited to do both if possible. You know what I mean? Just most definitely focus on football first. So once I get the, hang of the football stuff going on and then focus on the baseball. So I'm excited. Have you had a chance to talk with Max Brown at all? I don't know if you're aware that he's playing baseball this spring, but, um, you know, have you had a chance to catch up with him and maybe seeing how he's trying to juggle both? No, sir. I haven't uh, connected with him yet. Well, you he might he may he might be a guy you need to connect with. He'll be uh, <laughs> he's on he's on the roster for baseball, so who might he might tell you like, hey DJ, it's time. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Um, but yeah, he's he's getting ready. Uh, he's a, he's an outfielder. I, I understand you're a pitcher though, right? Yes, yeah, so I play outfield mainly though. Okay. What's, What's what, better? What, what, a, yeah, yeah, a, so, a passing you... a passing touchdown or a home run? Passing touchdown. Most definitely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, uh, I'm a football fanatic. That's what I love letting, giving the ball to my other guys and letting them do their thing. You know what I mean? So that's what I love. DJ, don't let them down easy. You're breaking my heart, DJ. <laughs> breaking my heart. Just, just rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> um, DJ, before we let you go, you know, we talked about Joe and obviously Coach Napier, but we hear so much about this staff the army as the uh, Gator nation likes to call it. Um, who were just some of the people also that were involved in your recruitment that, you know, you've built relationship with, whether that's coach O'Hara or other people on the recruiting staff that just kind of makes Florida uh, part of why it's a special place. Uh, definitely coach Jaluk, you know what I mean? And I have a great relationship with him. He's my, uh, my area, he recruits my area, so every time he comes down, you know what I mean, just being able to connect with him is amazing, you know what I mean, real nice, nice guy on and off the field, you know what I mean, so I'm just excited to just build my relationship with him, you know what I mean. That's awesome, man, and then uh, when's your uh, next uh, time you're coming down to Gainesville? I'll be down January 28th, yes, sir. 28th, that's awesome, man, well, uh, safe travels, I know uh, Florida fans are uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you back around these parts and definitely having you uh, recruiting for them this next cycle. So uh, we'll definitely be watching. I don't know if Nick and I can get back out to Texas again, um, but one way or another, we're going to uh, see you on that football field, man. So definitely uh, yes, looking sir. forward to to seeing it, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. We appreciate you coming on DJ. Yes, sir. Thank Thanks you DJ. That's a Florida quarterback commit DJ Lagway. We're going to jump to this uh, final break. and We'll be right back on the Gators online show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back into the Gators Online Podcast. Appreciate DJ for joining us in the last segment and uh, giving us a rundown of his recruitment and what he's got coming up in the future. Uh, another signal caller coming to uh, Gainesville, Nick, that's going to be uh, trying the two sports there. Yeah, listen, it's tough. Um, he broke it, your heart, though, when he told you <laughs> ah, he's a football man. first guy. Well, you know, I, I should have seen it coming. You Normally, when you ask a guy, you know, what was your first sport? What was your first love? It, it's baseball. You know, baseball is typically uh, the first sport you play. You play some t-ball. Um, I forgot. He's from Texas. 
football is football is religion. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, broke my heart. He, uh, played, playing outfield. He, he's an arm too. He's been up to 90 miles an hour on the mound. So I'll tell you what, he might want to play outfield, but if you're going to do both, yeah, it might be a guy that can actually get some innings. It's easier to, you know, get up to speed as a pitcher than it is to, to, uh, as a hitter when you're trying to get, you know, live at bats. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, he, he's a guy that's obviously looking to do both and, um, you know, definitely had to make sure that I asked him that question for all the fans out there uh, before we let him go about uh, the reclassify. I know that's been a million-dollar question that fans have had this week. And who knows? I mean, maybe he gets in the spring and becomes a possibility if he wants to go that route. But it sounds like right now he's focused on uh, having a senior season, uh, but definitely would expect him to be an early enrollee. So um, He's a great he's a great student um, from talking to him just privately, 3.9 GPA. Um, and expects to enroll early, but remember he's a 2024 class. So, uh, his enrolling early would be about a year from now. Um, yeah. yeah uh, although so. some Gator fans are hoping it would be about two weeks from now <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or two months from now. But, um, I, I think there is something to be said, um, about the, the pride he, he was showing yeah, man. about his hometown, um, like he said, the guys he's been playing football with um, since he was in first grade. Nothing against my alma mater at St. Thomas Aquinas, but uh, we had guys from all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. Not really, you know, guys didn't didn't grow up knowing each other probably until uh, they enrolled a, as freshmen. So there's something about that, uh, about pride and where you're from, uh, your hometown, your school, and, and wanting to bring them a state championship. So. Yeah, uh, the best of luck to him, and I'm sure you and I will definitely be following. But I'm sure Gator Nation will be following Willis Texas High School football next fall. And he talked about that when he committed uh, during his ceremony and and all the interviews afterwards about how he wanted to do it at his high school. He wanted to have this big ceremony. He wanted to share the moment with the community. Um, it, that's you know definitely kind of a sense of pride that I think that he carries. Um, so definitely a good head on his shoulders. It was good to kind of hear from him and. Um, you know, you see why there's a lot to like about him, not only uh, on the field, but off the field as well. So um, if all goes as planned a year from now, uh, he will be doing what a lot of uh, Gators did this week. And that was uh, begin the first phase of their offseason program foundation. Uh, you had Mark Hockey out there uh, getting after it with the guys. Um, I think Tuesday was the first day that they officially kicked it off. Now, one of those guys that was uh, part of that group and will be going through those workouts, will be going through spring ball, is Damian George, the uh, latest uh, addition from the transfer portal that the Gators had. This is an uh, offensive lineman from the University of Alabama, a one-time starter for the Crimson Tide, uh, was protecting Bryce Young. So, obviously, um He's been tasked with a, a pretty big responsibility when he was blocking for that guy, and now he comes to Florida. And, you know, that commitment happened after the drop ad deadline, which Florida fans were so anxiously following because of Rashada. But uh, Damian also missed that. So we had some uh, folks on our board that were curious, hey, is this guy going to be able to make it in in time for the spring? Uh, fortunately, that wasn't even a question um, from talking to UF. Uh, being a, a transfer, uh, that process for him and getting an exemption is a lot easier because this is a guy who's already got college credits and is coming over 
Um, so even though he was, uh, what, you know, three, four days after, um, that was not a problem uh, to get him into school. And that was something the Gators had to do back in 2021. If fans remember uh, Tyrone Truesdale uh, came in after camp had already started, after the fall semester had already uh, wrapped up late registration, and he was still able to come over from Auburn. So uh, there's already been that precedent. The Gators are able to get George in. That's all seven transfers that are enrolled for the spring that are here for the workouts uh, for the offseason and um, kind of get to go through this program with Mark Hockey. So I think it's big, not only, Nick, that they got those 20, uh, 16 uh, early enrollees in, but also the seven uh, transfers. That, you know, that's a almost a quarter right there uh, that you're getting in in terms of players and, uh, you know, kind of reloading that roster. And I'm going to give it a stab. Micah Mazuka. That's it, baby. Mazuka ah. like bazooka. <laughs> Micah Mazuka, I think that's really the one that I'm really, really excited about. Um, I'm doing my best not to. Uh, I'm doing my best not to make him the Osiris Torrance or or, or put those expectations on him. Um, but a really, really talented um, offensive lineman. Florida had to get, had to do something in the portal with offensive linemen, and I think you see that uh, with the guys that they've added. They added some guys on the defensive line. Um, and then obviously the ones stealing the headlines uh, will be Graham Mertz at quarterback. Um, it's going to be uh, interesting. I think a lot of people are, are throwing Jack Miller out, <laughs> um, you know, before he really got a chance. You've really only seen him play in a spring game, which is a glorified practice, and then uh, playing a bowl game where if we're being honest with ourselves, Zach, um, I think one team really wanted to be there. Um, <laughs> the other team was – thinking yo vegas is a cool it's pretty dope i was trip. gonna say the the team wanted to be in vegas they just might not <laughs> yeah, want yeah. to be at the bowl one, game. one team was like yo vegas is dope and i get to be home for christmas sign me up uh i think i think we saw two totally actually i'm wearing a hat of the last time i think uh we had a a, a game play out like that um from my last trip to dallas um but it'll be interesting to me i i, I i'm not ready to throw jack miller out um, and say he's not good enough to be a Gator or good enough to be the quarterback. It will be interesting to see what Graham Mertz looks like. Um, probably had his best year at Wisconsin last year, um, and it, it's going to be a whole different ball game when you don't have you know AR fifteen or uh, Anthony Richardson, just AR, uh, as, as he wanted to move away from that. Um, you know, I think the very smart by the way. Yeah, I think the whole offense. Yeah, how about how that? Like, that's not even a conversation now as he's going through the draft process. Yeah, um, yeah, got got ahead, got out in front of that. Yeah, that that was uh, that was real smart. I want to get out in front of this um, because I know that this has been, um, I think, a knock or something that folks have focused on a lot with Mertz, and that is his, um, you know, the fact that he has had turnover issues or is he turnover prone. Um, and I think if you just look at his numbers, it jumps out at you. But I I think it's important to look at his numbers season by season and when it comes to the touchdown to interception ratio because there's significant improvement that he made. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, you don't want you guys to throw any interceptions, but you also want to see your quarterback get better and cut down on picks and increase those touchdowns. That's what he did. Um, 2021, 
10 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Not good numbers. Um, but he really changed those numbers this past season. Uh, 19 touchdowns against 10 interceptions. So uh, nine more touchdowns thrown. He got his picks down by one, but that touchdown to interception ratio was much better this past season. He also had a career high uh, 200 um, or, or 2,136 passing yards and a career high uh, completion rate of 50, uh, 57%. So um, he, you know, as, as his career went on at Wisconsin, um, he got better and uh, he really came out of the gate in his debut, as you pointed out, Nick, um, in your, in your kind of story that you had about him trying to revitalize his career, his debut as the Wisconsin starter, 20 of 21 for 248 yards and five touchdowns. No interceptions. No interceptions. Uh, um, the, the writer that you talked to uh, said, um, maybe the greatest quarterback performance I've ever seen. Uh, he threw one incomplete pass, which was a drop. Um, so he's clearly capable. Um, and I, I think the fact that he was able to improve those uh, touchdown and interceptions numbers uh, last year, uh, I think that's a positive sign uh, for the, what the Gators are getting in the signal caller. Yeah, and, and a tough part is, and I wrote in that story, you know, I don't think Wisconsin did him many favors. Uh, they've had some talented guys around him, some running backs and tight ends. Um, it's an offense which I think, like Florida, is going to try to run the ball, um, but an offense where he'll be in the shotgun and in the pistol a little bit more. Um, a, a guy, a quarterback, who when I look at the numbers, does much better when he has a clean pocket, so – uh, another reason why I'm 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 uh, pretty excited and looking at you know uh, a Damian George and, and a Mike Mazuka uh, need a clean pocket if he's going to be your guy and um, the tough part for me is that he's he's had three different offensive coordinators three different position coaches that's not a recipe that, for success you're going to make that four and four now by transferring um, but I do think that Billy Napier wouldn't have offered. And, and this it kind of came out of left field. I, do, I don't think Billy Napier wouldn't have offered if he didn't see something on the film that he liked and didn't see something that he thought, I can coach this, I can get more out of this than we've seen, I can get the best version of Graham Mertz that Graham Mertz can give. Um, so I know fans weren't super thrilled at, about it before, but I... I I guess at this point, you know, what what can you do if you're a fan other than trust your head coach and, and trust his um, ability and his eye for talent? And I don't know, maybe support the players? Oh, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> a, a novel gotta the, concept. Gotta get these Twitter jokes off, Zach. Yeah. Um, I, I also think, I mean, look at, look at the offense, right? I mean, you got – Trevor Etienne, you got Montreal Johnson, you got your uh, top tight ends back, all of them. Uh, you know, there was some, um, I think, thought that Zipper might explore the transfer portal. He did not um, or hasn't, and the portal's closed. So you got all of your tight ends back, uh, you know, your top two running backs. You are basically reloaded on the offensive line with uh, two solid portal additions, including one of the best offensive guards in the country this past season. And then you bring back uh, your, your leading receivers in Xavier Henderson 
and Ricky Pearsall, who's just a, a weapon. So um, I don't think they're going to ask Graham Mertz to throw 35 times a game. And I, I also think that when he will, there's going to be some pieces in place there for him to be able to have some success. But um, this offense is going to lean on its strengths, and that's going to be its running backs and its offensive line. And Mertz just needs to operate the offense, uh, make his reads, and make his plays. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how the offense changes. Last year, the running game was so successful, but I, I, and as much as fans wanted to see Anthony Richardson run more, just the fact that Anthony Richardson is that type of runner that can, you know, make two guys miss in the backfield, and the next thing you know, he's eighty yards down the field doing a touchdown celebration. Yeah. Um, that opens up, forces you to play 11 on 11 and opens up things in the running game. You saw when he wasn't able to play in the bowl game, and granted, there's a lot of stuff going on in that game, the running game couldn't get going. So you're going to have to have different schemes and, and, and different ways that you attack the running game because even though you only have three guys uh, on scholarship in that room, two of them ran for damn near 1,000 yards each last yeah. year um, as a true sophomore and a true freshman. So um, – that is the strength uh, of your offense in my mind right now, um, you know, before spring football, before we really get a good look at these guys. Um, so to me, you got to find ways to have a successful running game when your quarterback isn't running or eight yeah. capable of running 24 miles an hour on the football field. Although Florida fans were quick to point out when they felt like Anthony was not running enough or hard enough or trying. Um, so you might get some say, well, that yeah. even though they had a guy with the skill set, they chose to not run him, or he didn't want to run. Well, I think Anthony said in the regular season finale, I've had an ankle injury all year. So that, yeah. that might have had something to do with it. Uh, but your point is well taken, Nick. I mean, this, it is going to be – it's going to change the dynamic of this offense and how defenses have to prepare and defend Florida because Mertz is not going to be the same threat, uh, sprained ankle or not. Um, so uh, it's uh, – but, hey – this job is, uh, you know, not his by any means, even though he's got the experience edge over Miller. He's going to have to come in and win it. Uh, this is a guy that's that's played in this system for the past year. So that is um, kind of an upper hand that Miller has over Mertz. But uh, that law firm, law we're going firm. <laughs> to see it this spring, man. Um, so I, I, th I think – the Gators are uh, likely done adding to the roster until after mm -hmm. spring ball. So um, 35 official departures uh, with everything in total. And then you're going to end up with Caden Jones. Uh, you'll have 29 additions in total. That's where the Florida's at right now. But right now you're at 23 that are on campus. Um, so – a pretty nice injection of talent and potential upgrades that the Gators have there. Um, and I think some of the quality that uh, these transfers, uh, the quality of program that these transfers are coming from, you know, seeing Alabama and Michigan and Ohio state and even Wisconsin on this list. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said for that as well. Yeah. And, and you know, you'll see from, uh, other fan bases and maybe even some from some people in the Florida fan base. Well, 
if a guy's leaving Alabama, there's probably a reason, and I don't want him. And it's like, well, listen, don't get upset about not landing guys in the transfer portal. If the guys that you are landing, you're saying, well, if they were any good, they wouldn't be leaving these schools. Um, you, you can't plus, have, plus, there's no you can't shame about ways. plus there's no shame about not being able to start at Alabama. <laughs> you know, well, I, I remember so Deuce Spurlock. I, I wrote a story about what are the Gators getting in him, uh, and they go, he played three snaps last year ago as a true freshman on a playoff team. What was yeah. a true freshman linebacker on a playoff team realistically going to do? There's they've got some guys there that that had a, a bunch of tackles, some older guys. So um, it, when you're when you're talking transfer portal, it's, it's going to be guys that maybe didn't have playing time and they're looking for new playing time. I mean, you look at a guy like Hendon hooker had an okay career at Virginia tech goes to Tennessee, new, new system, new coach, new environment, fresh start was a Heisman contender before blowing his, before blowing his knee out. So not saying that's going yeah. to happen. Um, I know there's the hashtag Mertz hive on our message board, uh, calling it Mertz season, Mertz season, Mertzman. Um, we also had KC come on the board with the Mertz so good. Come on, baby, making Mertz so good. Mm, Zach, you got you got to make people pay for that singing. <laughs> Listen, subscribe to Gators Online, baby. He'll sing for you every day. <laughs> so, well, uh, Zach, again, it uh, there we've had drama all week, two weeks. I uh, very tired. Um, made a made a comment uh, as we saw Cormani McLean, uh, the entire Miami coaching staff drives up to Lakeland in the caravan. Uh, Cormani's not there. Rumor no. that he goes. Rumor that he was at Boulder, seeing Dion and in the Colorado Buffs. Uh, Cormani posts on Instagram that he's in Tampa. Uh, very easy to post on an Instagram that you're in the world. It comes out that. Well, wasn't in board. And then on Thursday night, January 19th, in a far less shocking announcement than when he originally committed to Miami, Cormani McLean flips his commitment to Prime, who is currently peacocking all over social media. I saw a tweet <laughs> from him. I saw a tweet from Barstool, uh, Barstool Colorado. Um, I will say this. Watching it, watching this recruit, drama from the outside much easier and much more enjoyable than being in it yeah it's uh think about miami fans they've had to go through this twice <laughs> they, they've lost their two biggest recruits twice you know as uh you know florida fans have had to go through this rashada stuff um they went through it with rashada and now cormani so uh uh, look, I, I guess in hindsight, maybe it was uh, good for the Gators that Cormani didn't commit to Florida. Otherwise, he would have done them dirty like this at the end. Yeah, someone asked me, someone asked me, uh, could you imagine if Cormani was still with Florida? No, 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 no. I would have, I would have been like Corey Bender. I would have, I would have put in for vacation this week and would have left it all on your plate, Zach. Besides, if you uh, follow the uh, on 300 rankings, uh, you saw that Florida signed a cornerback that's uh, ranked higher. Not even Cormani the best cornerback in the state anymore. Yeah. So if you know, if you if you follow the on three rankings, uh, look, 
we've been high on Jakeem Jackson. Uh, I think it had him kind of as a riser before some of the other recruiting services. And now he finishes uh, not just as a top 100 recruit, but as a top 50 recruit. Number 40 uh, nationally as McLean slides down to number 46. So um, the final on 300 came out this past week and uh, definitely a lot of uh, superlatives that were Gators related. You had Eugene Wilson unlock five star status. Uh, You know, he was always kind of in that range Um, on three has consistently had him ranked as a top 50 prospect. And I think in the previous update, he was uh, 31st. So he was already in five-star range. It was just a matter of that getting expanded to 32 players, which on three, uh, you might ask, well, why are they, why do they give out 32 five-stars? Well, they do that based on the NFL draft model um, and, and, and kind of making that an exclusive club an exclusive number. Um, So, Wilson is part of that, and um, he is one of three top 50 signees for the Gators. Uh, The other one, along with Jackson, is uh, Kelby Collins, who jumped 83 spots in the final rankings from on three after earning uh, Under Armour All-American MVP honors and uh, really just putting on a show throughout the entire week. So uh, that's the first time that a recruiting service, any of them, ESPN, Rivals, 247, this is the first time that a recruiting service has had three Florida signees ranked in the top 50 at the end of the cycle since 2014. It's been almost a decade since the Gators signed three top 50 recruits. So kudos to the staff. Who do we even give that credit to? Because Muschamp was recruiting that class, but then was fired at the end of that season, and Jim McElwain took over. No, so McElwain would have been the f- 15 class. Oh, I guess so. 13, 13 when they went 4 and 8, was that that was the 14 class. That was the 14 class. So he, oh, he, look he, at signed, he signed three top 50 recruits coming off of a 4 and 8 season. Boom had the worst year since 1979 and said, "Watch me cook on the trail, bro." Watch me. That's how he that's how he got another year. Watch me cook on the trail. Went out and signed Tease Tabor and Will Greer and David Sharp and Everyone's like, all right, Gerald Willis, that was a big signee. Ah, oh. before he uh, t- uh took Skylar Morningwigs. Shout uh, out to Skylar Morningwig for standing in the paint, though. It didn't work out for you that night, but you probably gained some respect in the locker room. Yeah, man. Uh, the, o- the, some... old, the OG the OG fans will, will will know that reference and story. We don't need to get into it. No, no. Um, but yeah, first time in almost a decade that the Gators have had three top 50 signees and that was um i think it was two two different sites 24 7 and espn in 2014 had uh had those guys up in the top two fifty uh, in the top 50 so uh the gators you know i think most impressively is uh where those guys were i mean on three has always had wilson ranked pretty high um for other services he's kind of uh you know climbed the rankings but jakeem jackson and Kelby Collins, I mean, those are guys that have um, really improved their stock throughout this mm-hmm. process. Um, and I think it's a credit to the evaluation from the Florida staff that they 
um, you know, got those guys committed, certainly saw them as uh, Florida caliber players. And now um, they're here at the University of Florida. So uh, those are some of the big risers. You also had a uh, a new on 300 member uh, that jumped into that top 300. Uh, that was Will Norman, uh, the four star uh, defensive lineman signee, another early enrollee for the Gators. Uh, you know, he boosted his stock just like Jackson and Collins did by showing out during Under Armour All-America Week. He was kind of one of the top performers after each day of practice. So uh, his inclusion in the uh, On 300 gives the Gators half of their signees, uh, 10 of the 20 um, in that group. So uh, what you want to have, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to – and we've talked about this, that, you know, this was not a quick rebuild. Um, Billy Napier is a program builder. Um, if you were – if you thought the program's health was in a position where it could be turned around overnight and win right away, maybe you hire, you know, a Brian Kelly. But you hired Billy Napier for a reason. Uh, the program, the last three years between – <laughs> between uh, the 2020 year where, you know, things went haywire uh, off the field and then you're starting to lack discipline. The recruiting's not going to be where, where it needed to be. Um, you hire Billy Napier for a rebuild. And, and I think we might've been kidding ourselves if we were thinking, you know, that Florida was uh, going to be a quick, a quick rebuild. And sometimes you got to tear the whole thing down, Zach. You got to tear the whole thing down to the, to the studs, to the foundation. Uh, before you build it back up. And uh, I don't know what that means for us covering this football team in 2023. Um, just hope to get back to a bowl game. Well, one thing that's for sure is we're in the foundation phase. Um, hey! And uh, b- before we uh, close out this episode, I do want to you have you mention uh, your story, an interview that you did with Ben Chase this yeah. week, because obviously NIL has been a big topic. And uh, the Gators have a new director of NIL strategy um, who I think many college football fans became familiar with this past season. But uh, let fans uh, know a little bit about Ben Chase and uh, that story. They can go read at Gators online. Yeah, uh, as the <laughs> Ben is uh, rose to some Twitter fame when he decided to uh, break the record for most football games attended in a single season. Uh, he set his record, he set his eyes on 60, ended up at 77 games uh, this year, driving around uh, in his white minivan, nicknamed Betty White, um, needed a whole new transmission, drove over 60,000 miles. I think one of the coolest things that I have known since talking to Ben uh, back in, in August, September, really, Um he applied for this job at the University of Florida in August. And if, and if Florida had gotten back to him prior to September when he started driving and, and, and doing this, you know, it started with week zero. Um, the trip yep. would have never happened. Um, ended up interviewing for the trip somewhere in the Midwest. He couldn't even remember which state in a questionably clean shirt. When you're living out of your car and driving around the country, your shirts are typically questionably qu- uh, clean. Um and interview for the job and got the job. Uh, ben is not just a guy they hired because he was, uh, you know, Twitter famous, something really cool and Twitter famous. He is a Florida graduate, went to George Washington law school when they were a top 20 law school in the country. Um, he's a 
licensed and then and practice licensed and licensed to practice law in the state of Florida. And, and right away out of law school, he, he partnered up and, and got into the NIL space. He and the company he worked for helped launch seven different collectives um, and, and NIL organizations uh, with Gonzaga and Tucson um, uh, to name a few. He's young. He's known in the NIL space. He has new ideas. And, and I think the biggest thing, that Florida needs is to continue to educate people. You and I, and, and probably the members on Gators Online, um, we might think we're the majority, but uh, you know Ben from going through and traveling to to all these games, you know, talking to people at tailgates, they don't know what NIL is. So it, it's yeah. educating donors uh, at the University of Florida what you can do, where this money is going to go, how important funding. NIL and funding people like the Gator Collective um, and, and like other organizations is to a football program. So I think getting some new life in that organization, um, in that office is, is going to be huge. And, and I think you'll see uh, that Ben is passionate about his Florida Gators and he's passionate about name, image and likeness. And, uh, and I think it's a good fit for Florida. No doubt. So if you haven't uh, already checked out that interview, make sure you go to Gators Online and do that. And uh, make sure that you stay locked with Gators Online as the Gators will have another junior day this weekend. We will continue to track uh, any other transfer news that uh, still pops up now that the portal has closed. But uh, look, the Gators are on the grind now. Uh, Foundation is officially set in. This Rashada stuff is... uh, Worked itself out for the most part. I think the only thing left is uh, that letter of intent um, for him to be released. So we wait on that. I think maybe by the time we're doing an episode next week, uh, that may have already resolved itself. So um, we'll continue to follow that. We'll continue to follow where this uh, football team is at and also where this basketball team is at as they go through SEC play. And uh, appreciate DJ Lagway for joining us this week uh, to catch us up on his recruitment for Nick Del Torre. I'm Zach Alpert.